Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 1990's The Godfather Part 3, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, starring Al Pacino, Andy Garcia, and Diane Keaton. And um, guys, if, if you listened to the last episode, you'll know that this one now is episode 150, and it's going to be our final episode. So um, stick around to the end. We're not going to get all emotional yet Mm -hmm. uh maybe we'll get emotional about the godfather part three but not about our own show but uh stick around to the end and we're gonna do a little send-off there and uh maybe you'll hear your name or something like that Mm -hmm. uh but for now what we're gonna do is talk about what we've been watching so dave what have you been watching um i watched body heat um you know from 1981 you ever seen it's this that movie? old? Yeah. No, but I've seen the poster. <laughs> everyone has seen the poster. <laughs> um, everyone knows the sweaty physique of uh-huh. William Hurt and, mm-hmm. and Kathleen Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? It's a pretty good movie. Cool. And even though like the erotic thriller is a much maligned genre, yeah. I finally realized that I kind of love erotic thrillers. Mm-hmm. Um, not for any good reason, but just because... I don't know. It's it's it brings me back to when I was a teenager and wanting to see these kinds of movies. Right, because there was a yes. chance you can see something. Exactly, yeah. and there was a pretty great chance you'd see something. Yeah, and you always did. And <laughs> and sometimes you'd get a really good film like this one is. That's true. Yeah. Now it's a total ripoff of Double Indemnity. Really, uh, but you know, but that that story's been told a million times over the years. This is just a sexier version of it. Too bad Double Indemnity doesn't have nudity. Well, that's the thing. That's what yeah. this movie is. It's like they, they said, okay, what, what, what was missing from Double Indemnity? I think Fred McMurray's ass was missing. Imagine if Billy Wilder could put nudity in his movies. Exactly. Oh, he totally would. I mean, yes, of course he would have. He definitely would have. That guy was dirty. Yes, he was. <laughs> Billy. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, so, cool. Body heat? Uh-huh. Nice. <laughs> I watched something contemporary last night with the kids. It's the new Jumanji movie. Oh. Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. You know, Axel Foley version. Um, <laughs> this is the one with uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Kevin Hart. Yeah. Jack Black, Karen Gillum, uh-huh. or Gillen, whatever her name is. I, I don't know. But <laughs> anyway, Jumanji is now a video game, and they get sucked in, and they have to save Jumanji. Uh, it's quite different than the original Jumanji movie. It sounds very different. Um, yeah. it's the same kind of idea. You have to beat the game to, to live basically. Yeah. Or you're stuck or whatever, but it wasn't too bad actually. All right. It, it's, uh, I think it, it does fall into the kind of PG 13 kid action movie tropes that exist. Yes. But it also has a lot of different stuff in it, uh, that fits the story pretty well. And they kind of, make a meta commentary on video games and things. Okay. And uh, the acting is great in it. All three, all four of these people are, are great. And what happens is these kids, teenagers get sucked into the video game. And then the avatars are like the rock and Kevin Hart and Jack Black. Mm. So like, you know, the, the hot blonde girl becomes Jack Black and like, that's the joke. <laughs> okay. You know? and I see. So like, yeah. And the nor- the dorky kid becomes the rock, you know, and he's right. got biceps bigger than, you know, anyone's head. Okay. So yeah, it, it plays on that a lot. But, well, uh, that's good. Yeah. It sounds yeah, like a better version of pixels. It was not bad. They could have done something better with like a villain, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, the, the best part was watching these people act as if they're like teenagers. Okay. Yeah. It's good. Uh, so yeah, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. And you know the end credits has Welcome to the Jungle, so stick around for that. Oh yeah, and you said Axel Foley. You meant Axel Rose, right? <laughs> yes, but I prefer Axel Foley. 
<laughs> I want to see Axel Foley singing Welcome to the Jungle. Banana in the Tailpipe. <laughs> no, directed by Jake Kasdan, actually. Oh. Yeah, Lawrence son Kasdan. Of Lawrence? Yep, son of Lawrence. Star wow. Wars pen. Kasdan the Younger. Yeah, Kasdan 2.0. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I would check it out if yeah. you're interested in that. So now let's talk about The Godfather Part 3, Dave. Mm -hmm. Why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Okay, Godfather Part 3. So everyone knows The Godfather Saga, Parts 1 and 2. I've heard of it. Yeah, it's it's been mentioned a couple times in, in different places. We've done them as episodes. We We're have. rounding off the trilogy, folks. Mm -hmm. We've completed a trilogy, which is something you always want to do. Mm -hmm. And um, don't listen to anyone who says you don't have to see this movie, because, you know, we, we've we've, of course... You know when I when I didn't recommend Attack of the Clones? Of course you should see Attack of the Clones. Yeah. This one is not Attack of the Clones. It's way better than that. <laughs> but you should always like finish a series if you can. Mm -hmm. um, and don't worry about what people have said about a movie over the years. I mean, don't worry about what we're going to say on this episode. You yeah. have to you have to finish out the story of Michael Corleone. Watch it. Yes. I would I, right up front. This is a great movie. Yeah. I really like it. Yeah. It's not perfect. It's not as good as the first two. No. It might be in a, in ways, but the first two are classic. I mean, and it's got all the same, you know, people both in front of and, and in behind the camera. Yeah. So, you, you know, it, it's it's got um, all the same artistry behind it. I mm -hmm. mean, for whatever reason, it just it just kind of pales to the in comparison to the other ones. But it's but actually maybe it doesn't. I don't even know. I don't think it pales. I think you have to think of it as kind of this coda at the end of yes. the story. You know? Something you needed. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, tell us more about it, Dave. All right. So um, it's the it's now 1979, um, and about uh, 20 years have passed since the action of uh, Part Two. Mm -hmm. Michael is now um, divorced from Kay, and he lives back in New York. Um, he sold that Lake Tahoe estate, mm -hmm. and he is being honored by by the Pope. Oh yeah, for his for his charities, <laughs> and yeah, because uh, he's great. Uh huh. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yep and um you know <laughs> Kay is still as smart as she ever was and she sees right through it right and mm -hmm. we're, we're we're opening like we always do on a big party at the corleone um house mm -hmm. and um that's what we'll get into i love how Kay says like i think this display is disgusting yes with the church yes like we all know what this is uh -huh. you know you're just parading around in public and <laughs> We all know what's going on. She's 100% right. At least right. she knows what's going uh -huh. on. Uh-huh. Because she's seen through his bullshit for <laughs> many a decade now. I know. <laughs> and when she walks in with a new husband, it's like, everybody's just like, oh, this is Doug. Yeah. <laughs> is his name Doug? Yes. Okay. All right. I like when they go to Sicily and she's like, Doug couldn't make it. Yes. And, you know, and <laughs> Al Pacino's just like, oh, yeah, I wanted him to come, you know? <laughs> No, you didn't. Of course, the, come on, dude. Right. You wanted time alone with Kay. Right, yeah. You want to give her a tour of Sicily and say, hey, this is where I got married, remember? And uh, then um, I was thinking about you, you know? Yeah, while you are married to someone else. Nice nice move, Michael. This is how the whole episode's going to go, everybody. It's this kind of thing. We might just go all over the place yes, with this. Cause, and you're right about that. I mean, like... <laughs> Like, was that the first mention Kay makes of Apollonia? Was when they're in Sicily? I don't think it comes up in any other movies. Okay. I don't think it does. Because yeah. that was one of my biggest problems with it. Is mm -hmm. With the original two movies, is right. that's kind of just this thing that happens. He just gets married, and then he's not married, and then he's back with Kay again. Yes. You know? So, I don't know. But, and it I, does, yeah. And she... I'm sure she knew about it. We yeah. can get it from the context in this movie that she knows that that's what happened. Right. But... Right. 
and it's the first time we as an audience see it. But how did she find out? I mean, like, did Michael ever tell her? Did she find out after they divorced? I don't know. That's you know, a good point. It's it's like it, it, I'm trying to picture like Michael in the first two movies, and would he have ever like confided in Kay? Maybe not long? at that point in time. Right. Maybe later she found out mm-hmm. during the divorce. Maybe so. I don't know. Yeah. The kids seem to know about it. Well, or did like, he tell them while they were there? He tells them while while they're um. I, maybe it actually is in Sicily when he's with Anthony and um, Mary. Mary, and they're they're looking at like a. Uh, they're just walking around. They're looking at this book. Yeah, there's an old photo book. Yes, and he says uh, she was beautiful and wonderful, and I loved her. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean that's that's <laughs> a hell of a thing to tell your kids. Yeah, um, but I mean obviously it's a big part of his life because he truly was in love with Apollonia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's an unseemly part of of his life, even though it's a wonderful part, is is that he had this whole other thing going on with somebody else. Right. You know, mm-hmm. while the, the future mother of his children was 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 back, you know back home waiting for yeah, him. Yeah, exactly. Wait, actually waiting for him. Mm-hmm. He told her to wait. Yes. Ugh. Yes. It's messed up. Yep. Godfather people. <laughs> so let's let's try to stick to the plot a little bit. Very well. Uh so we're at the party. Yep. We get to meet Mary and Anthony and everybody. Yeah. Uh, so Mary is played by Sofia Coppola. Right. Francis's daughter. Yep. And I think this is her first major film role. She'd done yes. like background roles, kind of smaller roles in some of his other movies. And she'd been in the first two Godfather films, of course. Yeah, as like the baby and stuff. Yep. She mm-hmm. played little um, little Michael Rizzi <clears throat> in the first one. Yeah. Um, and then she was in, she was in, she played like an immigrant girl in part two. She was in the background when Vito comes to Ellis Island. Okay. Um. He, yeah, he put a bunch of his family in these movies, like at the parties yep. and stuff. A lot of his family were there. Yeah, they're just kind of rounding out the the yeah, guest to, list to make it. You know, you need all these extras. Why yep. don't you get your, you know, Italian family here? Why not to hang right. out? You know, they know what to do at a party like this. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, so, and I I know uh, Scorsese's mom's in this movie too. Yeah. she's one of the ladies on the street. Yeah, you know? yep. She comes up to yep. Andy Garcia. Yep. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, they're at the party. We meet Sophia, who has been chastised for this role yes which i can see partly why but i think a lot of it's probably unjust right i don't know what do you think of this well um yeah i I agree with everything you just said and especially from my own criticisms of her over the years Mm -hmm. um like i i was one of the people who were who were just like talking about how how it just ruins everything and everything and it's it's like no that that doesn't that didn't happen Mm -hmm. i mean she's she's fine in this movie and Like, her performance is very naturalistic. Yeah, it is. You know? And it's totally unfair for to go after a 19-year-old kid like that when it's her father who, who cast they, her they in the movie. they blamed her for this movie. Yeah. Being not as good as the other ones. Right. Um, I think that's unfair. Yeah. It's not her fault. Um, it, it could be the studio's fault, even, not letting them work on the movie more, that's which true. has come out a lot. Like, they rushed this out to make money for their quarter or whatever. Yes. And not allowing Francis to work on it longer. Right. Uh, that's what happens, you know, when you work with the studio. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, her, if you're blaming the movie's, I guess, quote unquote failure. Yeah. Although I would not say this movie was a failure in any aspect, uh-huh. artistically or even critically. Or awards-wise, yeah, 
I mean, it was nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. I and know. I don't think that was just politics coming into play. I think it was actually a great movie. So, Well, like hindsight, yes. It, it, mm-hmm. it has been, like, it was It was rightly nominated, yes. Mm-hmm. I, I think at the time it probably was, like, something, you know, like, that they were doing favors. I mean, because that's might the have been. Academy's always doing favors. But, like, um, it's just, like, it's another Godfather movie. We gotta, we gotta, you know, celebrate. I kind of felt like that. It was, all right, the first two have this, you know, grand history uh, at the Oscars. We have to get the third one in there. Yep. Like, even if it was trash. Like, yes, yeah, exactly. Like, if it truly did suck, yeah. they'd still nominate it. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> but no, I don't think her performance is the reason people don't like this movie. Like, right. I mean, it it is naturalistic. It can be a little wooden in places. Yeah. Like, it's all natural wood. But, uh, <laughs> right, exactly. But yeah, she's okay. She's fine. It's fine. It doesn't ruin anything. Mm-hmm. And, and she was definitely up against it. I mean, like, when you, when you consider what it would be like to have to kiss Andy Garcia in front of your dad. Um, <laughs> I, I can't imagine that, you know? Or say things like, hey, cousin, yes. let's do it. Yes, yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, you, I mean, <laughs> and it's fitting that the last episode of our show involves a running theme of, of yes. ours, which is incest. Yep, and yep. That we, was one of my bullet points here, Okay, Dave. good, good. We had to get it in we one We gotta last end time. the show with an incest-filled episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> And of all the incest <laughs> plots, it's probably the most palatable. I think it's I guess. the best incest plot we've done. Exactly. I'm I'm rooting for these for these kids yeah, with I their kind incest. Of, I've in... kind of yeah. It doesn't bother me as much right. as other incest plots. Uh huh. But... <laughs> it's still <laughs> it's still incest. It so. is. It is. It's completely unacceptable. I um about the party because we're still kind of there. Um, this the is, first you know, 40 minutes of this movie yes. is the opening scene. It's like the deer hunter kind of, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're there. And I remember in Roger Ebert's review, he talked about how like how much he liked that. How much he that it enjoyed was being... No, not the incest. <laughs> no, about being at the party. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I um, like the party. It was yeah, good. That, like... The the great thing is that, is that because we're so familiar with, with this family and these characters... It's almost like we're at the party at a family reunion. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when Vincent walks in, yeah, you know, number one, he's going to be something that, that is, he's going to be a character that, that's a, an integral part of the story. But when we find out that he's Sonny's son, we just kind of go, oh, oh yeah. you know, hmm. like it's, it's like, uh-huh. Yeah. It, it's yeah. He's totally recognizable as the son of the hothead. Yep. Because he has the same temperament. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, I really like that characterization for, for him. I and, know. Uh, I think Michael Corleone even says like, "Yeah, yep, you're definitely Sonny's kid." Yep. I can tell. <laughs> yep. And and when he, I I personally love Andy Garcia in this movie, I think he's pretty good. I I just like when he walks into Michael's office to have the sit down with Joey Zaza, mm-hmm. um, and he's he's like he's going back drunk. and forth. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> he's shuffling on on each of his shoes. He's a little feet. nervous. And, yes, and he's a little buzzed. Uh-huh. And, yeah, he's fired up. Yep, and that leather jacket. You <laughs> yeah. know, mm-hmm. uh, how you doing, Mr. Corleone? Uh, good party. Yeah, uh, he's like, I had to sneak in. Uh huh. And then Michael says something like, "Yeah, you're dressed like it." Yep. Oh, and then he doesn't say anything back. He just kind of stands there and is like, "Mm-hmm." He raises yep. his eyebrows just yep. slightly. Like, he's uh, like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. <laughs> Yep, you got me. <laughs> and then he says, so what's the trouble between you and Mr. Zaza? He, he realizes, like, all right, maybe I'm kind of out of place here right now, and I better kind of just take a step back and chill. Yes. Like, I, I think when Michael says that to him, he realizes, okay, yeah, I'm not being very respectful right now. Right. Uh, 
very good job for Andy Garcia. I know. Just the way his face looks, he's like, oh, yeah, God, yep. <laughs> it comes across great. Yeah, totally. And his performance, I think, is great throughout the whole thing. I know. I mean, he's good as the hothead. That that side is, he's got that down. But even, like, when he's says he loves you to Mary and stuff, like, yeah. he says, I love you too, Kaza. And the way he says it, his voice is kind of shaking like he's about to cry when they're making the yaki when they're making the gnocchi for the boys yeah he's when he says it um it just it, seems so heartfelt and like he's been wanting to say it and hasn't and yeah it's even hard for him to say it now when he knows it's reciprocated yes uh that's a really good touch because that moment is when they of course are kind of uh giving in to their their desires um, like they've mm-hmm. been, they, they've been hanging around together a lot. And when she tells him she loves him, it's supposed to be, you know, mm-hmm. this is my cousin who I love and he returns it and they both know that this is not cousin love. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's this, a crack in his voice when mm-hmm. he says it. Yeah. And he's looking down. He, yeah. He's not looking at her. He's right. just staring at the table. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cause he's been holding her hand, putting it through the dough. Yep. Um, it's a pretty sexy scene. It's a sensual scene. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, food is sexy, people. Oh, of course it is. And if, and if you're and if you're making potato dumplings and and you're both hot, then <laughs> that's that's a that's a good place in life. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and you're in your hideout. Oh God, there yeah. You go. And what a hideout, yeah. This is like a club. I, it has to be a, I, a um, restaurant. You, you you get a glimpse into like what Vincent's life kind of is because like his crew that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, that they're yeah. He's got he's got his own place. He's got his own like. Uh, Oh, you know, obviously it's got a great kitchen and there's mm-hmm. probably good food there every night. Mm-hmm. And he's been doing this kind of all on his own because he's been ostracized from the family up to that point. Yeah, yeah. He, he's totally an outsider. Yep. Because um, he was Sonny's illegitimate son. Yes, he was Lucy Mancini's kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're in the meeting together with Joey Zaza, played by Joe Montaigne, who I think is one of the best parts of this movie. Yes, uh, this character is awesome, and Joe Montaigne is a great actor. Uh-huh. Uh, and I love when he's talking to Michael before Vinny comes in, and he says, you know, I need to figure out if my problem is your problem or if it's my problem. Yep. You know, and uh, Michael's just like, I don't have anything to do with you or any of your business. And he goes, okay, good. It's my problem then. And, you know, he's going <laughs> to take care of something. <laughs> I thought it's just great. I know this guy. He's like kind of sinister and he's kind of trying to outstep his bounds a little bit, but he's trying to stay in bounds too. Mm -hmm. It's it's so good. Yeah. He's trying to (laughs) tread softly in front of Michael Corleone. Mm -hmm. Even though Michael has, has like he said, sold all of his interest in the mafia business. Mm -hmm. You can't do it. You're in for life. Exactly. You can't get out. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Um, and when, of course, when, when Joey showed up at the party, mm-hmm. like everyone is having a nice family time They're they're singing, you know, uh, with, mm-hmm. with, uh, with Connie there, you mm-hmm. know, um, yeah. they're, they're like each taking a part and all that right. stuff. And, and then he walks in with the aunt and like sings too. Mm-hmm. And they, the music stops. It's just like this, this yeah. like, record scratch almost mm-hmm. where you just kind of like, oh crap. Cause the, like, oh yeah, we're in the mafia. Yep. And you this know. guy, uh, who probably wasn't invited. No. How'd he get in then? I think he probably pulled a Vincent, you know, probably. and just roughed up the, the, the dude who was like yeah. at the guest list. Yeah. So, um, he's in there and everyone's like, Oh shit. Yep. He's here. Uh, that's not good. Yep. And part of me 
like rejects their rejection of him. Yeah, I don't think they should. Right. Just de I mean, facto say, "Oh, fuck that guy." Exactly. Connie's sitting there just like giving him this dirty look, and mm-hmm. and they put it. They, you know, Don Altobello is like, you know, like, well, well, what's he doing here? It's like, yeah. Well, you're in the mafia, everybody. Well, well, of course yeah, he's gonna show up. He's supposed to be. He took over Michael's territory yeah. and all that stuff. He's like. The one they trusted with all their stuff, and he, apparently he's not doing a great job. I don't right. know. Well, they, and he, yeah, he's not doing it the old with the old traditions. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's like doing, letting drugs into neighborhoods and things like that. And mm-hmm. you know, he's not just basing it on gambling and unions like the old. Right. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know, and of course the the the, the meeting culminates between you know oh, yeah. Vincent and <laughs> uh, and and Joey. He, Michael tries to make them you know make up and have a truce. Yeah, and uh, you know Joey tells him that he's a bastard, and uh, Vincent bites his ear off. Yeah, he bites off his ear. Wonderful. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a great thing to do. I thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is so stupid. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't like it. I don't like the ear biting. Well, they're taking it from the opera. I know. I know they're doing it from the opera, but (laughs) I just thought it was stupid. It's not something you'd do in 1979, probably. I mean, it's not a blood... I mean, I guess a blood feud is a blood feud. Maybe, yeah. You know, but uh, whether you're in the old country or now. (laughs) But, I mean, yeah, if if you did this, this party would be over. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. You know? And everybody's cool. Like They they just... The ant takes Joey out holding his, mm -hmm. you know, like, ear, and he's screaming. I mean, yeah, the party's done. Mm -hmm. And then Michael offers him a a job following him around, I guess. He says, why don't you shadow me and see if you learn anything? Let me ask you this. If a potential protege just bit someone's ear off in front of you, would you offer him a job? I don't know. It depends what I had in mind. Okay. This guy's crazy. Maybe he'll, uh... Maybe he should stick around. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, because before he didn't want to give him a job. Right. he said, I gave you a job, and you didn't want it, and you went to work for this guy. Yep. So why am I going to give you a job now? And then and then he kind of does. I don't know. Well, Maybe he, he shows his loyalty to the family by doing that. And he has, and he, I feel, some responsibility for, for Vincent, because, you know, it's like, well, he's he's still my family. You know, yeah. even if I, even if, like, everything Michael's trying to do is is to distance himself from these kinds of, of people... Right. Um, well, I, maybe I, maybe there what is some chance at redemption if I help Vincent, you know, become a better person. Yeah, yeah, there could be. But yeah, so now he kind of shadows Michael. Yep. Uh, he's lear- doing on-the-job training. Yes, learning how to be a gentleman. And then he also meets Bridget Fonda at the party. Yeah. Uh, so Andy Garcia and Bridget Fonda uh, start hitting on each other, and they wind up in bed together. And Bridget Fonda's obviously just using him to to get closer to the family. And she so, wants to interview Michael Corleone. Yeah. So um, they end up in bed together. Uh, then uh, you hear a noise, and <laughs> Andy Garcia sends her to the kitchen to get some water because he knows someone's in there with a gun. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a smart move, but uh, yeah, it's a pretty shitty move. Yeah, he's not a good person. No. At this point, uh, <laughs> he, he's totally using this woman to take a bullet for him. <laughs> and then there's a standoff, which I think is great. I uh-huh. love this scene. The one guy has a knife to Bridget Fonda's throat, ready to cut it open. Yeah. And then Andy Garcia has the other uh, thug, like in an arm lock with a gun to his head and telling them to drop the knife, you know, whatever. Um, and he's like, I'll do it. And, he's, and then he says, you know, who cares? I don't I don't know this girl. Yep. You th- who do you think she is to me? You know, I'm just sleeping with her tonight. <laughs> 
Which is kind of true. Because I don't think he's pursuing anything with this lady. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a it's a bad thing to say. It's a bad yeah. way to feel. But it's the truth. And he's saying it right in front of her. And she's like, what? Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> Whatever, lady. You're just using this guy to get to Michael. So screw you. You know the score. And then he says, all right. Um, if you let her go, I'll only kill him. So, so do that. Yeah. And the guy's like, uh, and he's like, all right, I'm going to do something. Don't move. Okay. I'm going to do something. Don't move. All right. Boom. Shoots the guy he has in the arm lock. And then he's like, drop the knife. And the guy's like, holy shit. And he like backs up. <laughs> he gives up. He surrenders at that point. You okay. know, when he grabs the guy's hair, mm-hmm. puts the gun up against his cheek and just fires a yeah, gun, right. fires a bullet right through it. Uh-huh. I mean, that's essentially what he's doing right now. Uh-huh. Right up against his head. Mm-hmm. Like... It's a violent scene. Yeah, it is. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's more violence than what more kind of gore than what we've seen in the pre- previous two movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it's shocking. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is what this guy's capable of. Yeah, he does it without a an even a second thought. Right. You know, I doubt this is the first time he's killed somebody. No, no. Um, so then he gets information from this guy. Uh, Zaza put out the hit on him, and then. Uh, he goes back on his word and he kills this guy. <laughs> yep. The guy holds up his hand and, and we get a natural born killers. Here. Yes. The bullet goes through the hand yep. and then through the guy's head. <laughs> you don't get the camera through the hand. But, right. Uh, yeah. He's dead now. And that dude was in ghost. Was he? Was he like the bad guy in ghost? He was the bad guy's henchman. Okay. He was good. Tony Goldwyn's guy who he, Willie, the guy who like, you know, Patrick's with you're dead, Willie. Uh huh. That's the dude. That's awesome. When he gets dragged to hell by the by the ghouls. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so Willie gets it. Yes, Willie gets it. <laughs> Perfect time for that guy. Uh-huh. Like, 1990, oh, yeah. right it there. Was... <laughs> that was his time. Oh, big he keeps for dying that, though. I know, so. <laughs> dying horribly. Actually, yeah. yes. This is the last we see of Bridge of Fonda. Does he kill her? And that's when I. Or does he let her go? No, she's she, going to call the cops. She's or? sitting on the bed yeah. and she's scared. And she says, you know, you were going to let them kill me. And he says, oh, come on. No, that wasn't going to happen. And then he says, you know, well, it's justifiable homicide. Go ahead and call the police. Mm-hmm. And when she's, she gets her camera, she's like, I want to take some pictures. She's like, nope, nope. And then um, the door closes. Yeah. And that's the last we see of her. And I, there must have been like some deleted material with Bridget Fonda because it's like you're trying to figure out what her character's yeah, point she, was. She has, is her, unless her only point is to make us see what Andy Garcia is capable of. Right. Th- that's it. I, I mean, mean, but yeah. she's dropped after, at this point. Yes. Completely from the movie. Like, we don't find out anything about her. And if the thugs had come in and just, like, invaded his house without her there, it would be the same scene. Right. Um... I, I I don't know like what what the what the thinking was of of like having this character in here if if you weren't going to do anything. There with must her. have been some kind of dropped plot line maybe uh, with her trying to get to Michael or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Sophia kills her later. <laughs> like stay away from my man. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> there's there's a deleted scene with Sophia Coppola murdering Bridget Fonda. Right. I want that DVD. Yeah. Shoots her through the hand. <laughs> All right, so where, where does this go from here? <laughs> oh man, um, we find out about the deal. Yes, with Immobiliari. 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 Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, that's the thing. Is like that. That's kind of the driving force behind um, mm-hmm. all the the, the Pope's um, like uh, honoring of Michael is uh, he's he's negotiating a deal with the Vatican Bank to buy controlling interest in this real estate company called mm-hmm. Immobiliari. Mm-hmm. 
um, and it, it would it would make him very rich. He, like he's already rich beyond anyone, right? You know? Yeah. Um, but he's dealing with this guy, Archbishop Gilday. From he's the head of the Vatican Bank, and he's a mm-hmm. high up cardinal. Um, and this guy, Donald Donnelly, mm-hmm. um, playing the Archbishop. He was in uh, one of Coppola's previous films. I think it was called A Hatful of Rain. Mm-hmm. Came out before The Godfather. Um, he's a really uh, intense actor. I like him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, his just way of speaking. Mm-hmm. And, he's, uh, and, he, and he's sitting there with the cigarette and everything. And the it's, way his mouth stays like pursed a little with yeah. his like buck teeth almost. Yes, like, I know. The exactly. way he looks and his his he has a good look. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. And with, with the glasses. And it's, it's just kind mm-hmm. of perfect. Yeah. Um, and him trying to shake down Michael for like more money. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, Michael says something about $500 million yep. well, and I'll take controlling interest. And in the, the Cardinal responds like almost like we're, I'm offended. You said that, you yep. know, like this is the church here. We're not dealing with you. <laughs> okay. 600. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We know you're dirty. For uh-huh. sure. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, and you know, and Michael agrees to the deal because it's like, well, okay, he does have six hundred million dollars, so he right. can do this. But um, uh, it's like he's adding an extra ten dollars. You know, like, I know he just doesn't. He's that rich, which is unimaginable to me. I mean, it's right. just like, I, you know, and he, and, you know, the bishop says, you know, like, uh, this could, th- this deal could make you one of the richest men on earth. It's like you already kind of are, yeah, Michael. You already I mean, are. I mean, you don't really need this deal. Why can't you just like sit in that amazing manse you have in Manhattan? And isn't he trying to get clean from the mob? He or is. is this just what he says? Well, I, I, I because believe he, he says a lot of shit, and he, he, what his true. actions are kind of the opposite. Because he's an older and sick man, uh-huh. um, I'm, I tend to believe him more than I do in part two. Because, I do too. Yeah, you know. Part two is just all bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. He, he's he's as evil as he ever was mm-hmm. in part two. Yeah. In this, I think he really is trying to go straight, and he 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 still needs to be redeemed, you know, like later on because he needs to like account for his sins. Right. Yeah. But he is like at least trying to make things right somewhat with business wise. Yeah. You know? Okay. Um, yeah, it's kind of a weird deal. Yeah. But at least it's a, it's a public deal. Like right. everybody in the world knows about it. Like it's not like he's hiding this. There's a big press event. Yeah. So um and then what happens is all of his old mob friends yeah. say, "Hey, you know what? This is a good place to clean our money up." Yep. Hey, Michael. Can't, can't you <laughs> throw us a bone here? Uh-huh. For old times' sake. <laughs> <laughs> they all pull a Tessio. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Well, yep. And he, what does he say? Like, he, well, he wants I'm, to. Once I get out, they pull me back in or something. I don't well, know. Well, yeah, that's yeah. what he says. That after comes the later, whole thing, but yeah. right? But he, he, because Don Altobello comes to him and and tells mm-hmm. him what you just said about yeah. how like the the other families they, they they see you like talking about like this this real estate deal and they want to be part of it. Yeah, and right. Um, he's like, well, look, our, I, I can't do this. That this has to be totally legitimate. Mm-hmm. And and then they agree to like have. A sit down with all the bosses. Right. Don Altobello will will arrange it. Yep. Don Altobello, by the way, is played by Eli Wallach, um, one of the bad guys from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Oh. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that his character in this movie is is essential. You know. I agree. I I think it's a good character. Right. And it's. It. I mean, it's it kind of drives things. So. Yes. Yeah. 
um, he's coming to Michael in friendship, and he's and it's already been established at the party that he's like an old doddering kind of you know like sympathetic man. Uh-huh. Um, he's Connie's godfather. Yeah, um, yeah, and he's just a longtime friend of the family. So yeah. when he comes to Michael and tells him, you know, I'm I'm gonna arrange this this meeting, you know, okay, yeah. Michael's Michael's okay with it, and he even donated a, a million dollars million to bucks. the charity, you yep. know, at the party at the beginning. Like this guy, he's a good guy yes. at heart. Yes. You know? Um, and then the sit down happens. Uh huh. And they're in Atlantic City. Atlantic City. In the penthouse up uh-huh. top. That's right. Mm-hmm. And. You know, Vincent is walking around distributing checks. This is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. <laughs> I really like it. It's Michael comes in and is basically like, hey, I'm out. Yep. I know you guys want me to help you, but you know what? Here, here's some lovely parting gifts. Yes. You know, here's all your shares and everything, you know, big checks for millions of dollars to everybody. Yep. Um, except Joey Zaza, who gets nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a big old smack in the face. <laughs> And so Joe Montaigne now goes on his rant, you know, like, you guys are showing me no respect here. Yep. I've been working my butt off for everybody and controlling things. And this is how you treat me? You disrespect me this way? Publicly? Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Because it is. He's right. It is. Michael came in and just threw a turd on this guy's face. Exactly. Yeah. He should have told Don Altobello, don't invite Zaza. Because he's not getting any money, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Unless, unless he wanted to insult him like this. Uh, he might have. Yeah. But dude. And then Andy <laughs> Garcia walks by him and says, nothing for you. Oh. He like whispers it in his yes, ear. Yes, exactly. You fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You're not helping here. You're not helping here, Vinny. Ex- exactly, yes. If you want to control the tension, Vinny, which is what you're supposed to be doing. Oh. And and like he, you know, Zaza's speech about... um. Because because Michael tells everybody, yeah, okay, so you guys all know Joey Zaza, yeah, he's, and he's like talking about how he's on the cover of GQ and stuff like that, and, and he's you know he's kind of teasing him a little, yeah, you know? and which is kind of like everything he says about him is kind of like what they said about John Gotti, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That, that he was way too public, mm-hmm. you know, like showing way too much flash, mm-hmm. and it's gonna get us all killed, um, and and so Michael is right about that. You know, yeah. as far as their mm-hmm. business goes, we yep. don't need to be on the front page. We shouldn't be famous. We shouldn't be well known. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's going to get all of us pinched or mm-hmm. killed. Mm-hmm. And of course, Joey tells the whole room, uh, I have been treated this day with no respect. Mm-hmm. And he leaves. And then Don Altobello says, I'll go after him. I'll, I'll, I'll make this right, Michael. Uh-huh. And he leaves. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the world ends. Yeah. Uh- an attack helicopter flies up and shoots the whole room up. But almost everyone in this room is murdered. I mean, th- think if something like this happened to a a, a, a room of businessmen mm-hmm. or mafia dons. Mm-hmm. Why would this not be front page news? I have no clue. An attack chopper? A Chinook comes down? <laughs> <Yeah>. Freaking <laughs> Apache flies up. <laughs> Dude, you don't really see the helicopter very much. No, they probably you don't. just got like the cable news chopper exactly, or whatever. Exactly, yes. And they <laughs> probably just used Foley of like a real yeah, helicopter yeah. And, and then like shook the room a little bit. And mm-hmm. it's like, it, and it's it's awesome. <laughs> I, I, I love this scene and I like it, but I think it is kind of ridiculous that <laughs> okay. as soon as these guys leave the room, the, the chopper comes. Like, they must have had this planned way ahead of time. You know, we're yeah. going to murder everyone in this room. Yeah. Um, and we, we know there's, a, there's all this you know, backstabbing and stuff going on later, we find out and yeah. whatever. But uh, 
They must have been planning to kill everybody anyway. Yes. Yeah. So he must have like like had this like you said about the planning. It must have been like you're gonna watch. You're gonna watch through a powerful telescope through this window. Mm-hmm. When I walk out that door, that's when you strike. Okay. So he wants everybody gone. Then. Yes. Okay. Um. Which. So he's using it. This meeting, he's going to kill anybody, everybody no matter what. Right. Yeah. So the, what's the best way of like getting everyone in one spot is mm-hmm. to use this immobile Yare deal where everybody wants a piece of Michael. Then I can get Michael too. Okay. You know? All right. Yeah. Makes sense. Right. And like, w- were you surprised when you found out Don Altabella was the traitor? Not really. Okay. I don't know. Um, because they're looking for someone. Yeah. And... There's not many people left, so it's kind of obvious, but <laughs> okay. yeah. I don't know. What about you? The first time I saw it, I was surprised. Okay, cool. You know. And, and he also screams Fredo's name. Does he? Yeah. How did I? Oh, my God. It's, it's in the... It's when they move to the other part of the kitchen. Uh-huh. And he's fallen on the ground. He's he's not screaming it, but he says, Fredo. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Because we, we've already seen the flashback at the beginning of the movie. Yes. Of the hit, and they've talked about it. And later, he atones for his sins and stuff. And, right. Uh, Fredo's a big part of that. Oh, he's, It haunts him. Yes. Fredo's memory is a huge part of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish John Cazales could have been in the movie. I mean, if it hadn't in been some for way. real-life tragedy, yep. yeah, it, he would have mm-hmm. been. Yep. Um, this leads, actually, to... It's not part of, like, overall discussion, but I... I like I think this is Sofia Coppola's best acting is in this next scene uh-huh. is when um, they, they, they have Michael on the gurney at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Her and Anthony walk up and she goes, oh, my God, dad. And like her voice cracks and she's bawling. She nails it. Like I was just like, hey, man, Sofia cool. Coppola is pretty good in this scene. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't notice in this scene, mm-hmm. but the one I, I noticed is when she's crying when Michael tells her, hey, you can't hang out with your cousin anymore. Oh, yeah. Not in that fashion. Yes, yes. And she's like, no. She kind of backs away from him. I think she does a pretty good job in that scene. No, Dad. Yeah, no. And she's looking at him kind of like, I can't believe you're saying this to me. Right. I, you've never hurt me like this before. Right. Um, and she kind of doesn't know how to react to it. And she runs away down the hallway, which I thought was kind of funny, actually. <laughs> she just runs down the hallway. <laughs> but I thought she was all pretty good in that scene. Right. Yeah. <laughs> She just uh, runs away. I know. Yeah, she does. She full on runs away. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> no. <laughs> run away. She emo storms yeah, off. Yeah, she's an emo kid. She hates Christensen's <laughs> life as a house is out of here. Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, where, where were we? So he has a stroke. He's yeah, in we're at the hospital. hospital. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like, it's then that like Joey, uh, Joey needs to get got, you know? So, so this is where we find out even how bad Connie is now. <laughs> I love that Connie, that, that aspect. I so love cool. Talia Shire reprises her role as Connie. <laughs> we really see how ruthless she is in this movie. Yep. I love it. Yep. Like she, she, she says, you know, do the hit. They're sitting in the, in the chapel at the hospital. Yep. It's her. It's Andy Garcia. And it's Al uh, Neary. Al Neary are there. Yeah. And they're talking about planning a hit. And, and Connie's just like, do it. Get it done. Do it. Yeah, get it done. I'm sitting here in front of a cross. Get it done, you know? <laughs> and, and she's shot in silhouette. Uh-huh. And her it's hair good. is all done up in this bun. She's wearing, like... She looks like Lady Macbeth. Oh! You know? Like, that's yeah. kind of what it yeah. is. And then she storms toward the camera uh-huh. after she tells him, you know, get this done. Yeah. She orders the hit 
on Joey Zaza. Yep. I love it. It's pretty great. Mm -hmm. And then even at the end of the movie, the cannolis. Oh, yeah. What a conniving. (laughs) What, did Michael tell her to do that? Or is that a side effect? Like, what? I I think that Vincent told her to do it. Maybe, yeah. You know? That that makes sense. Uh Because he's taking care of all family business. And some of the family business is Don Altobello. Yeah, yeah. uh And who can get close to him? His goddaughter. There you go. You know? And (laughs) we're jumping ahead, but I love how... Like kind of wary he is of these cannolis. Oh like, yeah, oh, you try it here. He's you not test stupid. it to He's see not... if it's poison oh, forming. Yeah. Thanks, Connie. Uh-huh. All right. Okay, you, you barely take took a nibble. All right, I'll just munch on it now. That was a weird thing. <laughs> yeah. That, that that she takes one little like like speck of the ricotta and like maybe the first uh, cannoli isn't poisonous, but the second one is. Ah. Okay. Maybe that's what it is. Well, then, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Well, but, but these cannoli that... plots are, are really fun. What's with the cannolis in The Godfather? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Jump. Let's jump back. Yeah. <laughs> so now the hit happens on Zaza. Yeah. There, There's a, a parade going on in New York. And yep. uh, so there's a big giveaway for a Cadillac. And Joey Zaza's walking down the street talking to people, showboating, you yeah. know, and he, there's a, a guy, I guess Andy Garcia hired him, and he's like on the Cadillac taunting <laughs> Joey Zaza, and he scratches the hood with his keys, and a big fight happens. Hey, Joey, up your ass! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like one of the popes walking down the street, <laughs> there's these, you know, there's these clergymen carrying a, you know, a Virgin Mary statue and all this. And yeah. The guy pulls out a shotgun and starts firing at him. Uh, pretty cool. It's awesome. And then he runs away. And Andy Garcia on a horse, disguised as a police officer, comes up to Joey Zaza and shoots him. Uh, <laughs> kind of strange. Kind of elaborate. <laughs> but good. Yeah. When, when he comes up in that police uniform on a horseback... I, I was just like in disbelief. Actually, I, I was know. like, "This is ridiculous." Because you don't know, you're not supposed to know it's him until after yeah. he kills him. Because he, you hear like Zaza comes over to like he's running down the street trying to find somewhere to like duck into. He goes to like a movie theater and the doors are locked and he's like like trying the doors and the cop comes up and says, "Hey, Joey." And then fires two bullets, mm-hmm. and then you know you see the the point of view of Zaza, you know, up against the glass, and then that goes to cuts to Andy Garcia's face with the cop's helmet, Zaza. Yep. And then he rides away. <laughs> <laughs> I like the scene, but I think that is really stupid well, I mean... that he's on a horse. <laughs> What's the best way that we could like make Godfather Three go into another stratosphere of of like action movie awesome? How about Vincent's on a horse? You know, how about he's chasing Joey Zaza on a goddamn horse? I guess he's got his own style and sure. way of doing things. Sure. So, I mean, okay. It's a little elaborate. It's it's why Connie loves him so much. Yeah, I guess so. You know, so. like, it's because he has great imagination. And Michael wakes up out of his coma now, or whatever, and uh, he's pissed. Yep. Like, you guys did this hit without my permission? I can't believe you did this. Right. You guys suck. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he makes them all like, what do they say? Like they have to apologize to him or he makes them say, yeah, they understand. Yes. Or and Connie just like, doesn't want to say it. And he's waiting there staring at her. And yep. It's a, it's a pretty good scene. And all of a sudden she's just like, all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
you know, it, it, I think my favorite part of that scene, other than Connie, like finally acquiescing is, is when, um, Vincent tries to give Michael an explanation for why he did it. He goes, I mean, I got the go ahead from Al. I got the go ahead from Connie. Yeah. You know, you got the go ahead from Connie. <laughs> what does that even mean? You know, Michael what? looks at her exactly. like, what? <laughs> what? You're ordering hits now? <laughs> it's great. I know. It's great. <laughs> Um, and then okay. he has like a talk with, yeah. with, uh, Vincent. He asks him to take him to his bed. Yeah. You know, tells him he needs to watch his temper. Yeah. I don't want, uh, what happened to your father to happen to you. Right. You know, and when they come, they'll come for what you love is the big thing. What are you doing with my daughter? Yeah. I love that. What are you doing with my daughter? I mean, uh, huh. <laughs> if anyone was ever going to discover this situation, it's Michael Corleone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to, to honestly... For Vincent to think that he was getting away with anything. Um, yeah, they're kind of hiding it. Right. Mm-hmm. Because they haven't actually like kind of pursued anything yet physically with each other, but they're spending a lot of time together. And Michael knows when he, when he sees the way his daughter looks at Vincent, what's, what think, she's feeling. I think that the, the gnocchi scenes happened already at this point. I think, I, oh, has it? I think okay. that happens before the hit. Okay. I think. Because they're preparing for the hit You're at right. the, at the You're right. clubhouse. You're right. Um, yeah, so... We as an audience have seen this blossom now. Yes. It, it is full on. And uh, <laughs> we know they've made love, uh-huh. I'm assuming, because I doubt they just were kissing at that uh, place. Oh, uh, right. Exactly. You know, he carries her across the room. So something is going it on. It happened. Yeah. Right. It went down, folks. <laughs> it happened. And that gnocchi got burnt. <laughs> it's real shame about that Yeah, that, that stuff looked good, man. <laughs> You know how hard it is to make that shit from that's, scratch? That's backbreaking on, labor, yeah. I know. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, he knows now. and uh, it, The game is on, I guess. He well, wants them to stop. I know. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, like, he, he there, there's a million reasons a, why this is wrong. There's a lot of reasons. He knows it's uh, just ethically you shouldn't be with your cousin yeah. like that. And also he knows he's preparing Vincent here to take over the mob side of things. Yes. And he doesn't want his daughter involved in that. It's even t- though he's kind of using her as a front, which we've found uh, out already. Yeah, and you know, a she, little bit, right? And she calls him on it. I like that scene when she's right. like, you know, they they say I'm a front for this organization. What's really going on? Right? Why are we doing this, Dad? Yep. And he has to. He's being honest with her, but he's also kind of bullshitting again, which is what he's good at. Right. Uh, no, this is all legitimate, which. It probably mostly is, you know, legitimate charity and stuff. But yeah. Mary's part probably is legit. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's being used to funnel money into other things. Yeah. And, so, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's he doesn't want her to be involved with, you know, the next Don here. Exactly. You know, which makes sense. Totally. You I mean, want your daughter to be protected. Yes. He, he he even says he'll burn in hell to protect her. Right. Yeah. It's a it, that that's a key moment when he tells her that. Yep. You know. Mm-hmm. He'll burn in hell no matter what. Of course. But, uh, <laughs> of course. Even, I, I, he can't protect her, which is what happens. Uh, you're still going to burn in hell. So. <laughs> right. Sorry, Michael. <laughs> Maybe what he should have said, he'll go to heaven to protect her. Well, now that's something. Yeah, yeah. That, would, that would put a different spin on it because it's something he'd never be able to do. Right, yeah. Um, unless he truly, you know, uh, like made right everything he's you done. Will, you will definitely have to do... The hardest thing you've ever had to do uh-huh. to fulfill that sentence. I mean, Michael is not the most evil man who ever lived, but he's close to irredeemable. He's pretty close, yeah. yeah. He's almost, yeah. Yeah, he's pretty tough. He's done some Even bad Lamberto stuff. Lamberto says that like, uh, yeah, you're fucked. I, uh... <laughs> 
does say he, that. He basically right. says he that. Does. But what he says, it's because you're not going to change. Yes. You're unwilling to. Right. And you can't. So, sorry. <laughs> Thanks for the confession. See you later. <laughs> I'll see you in hell. Can we skip to that scene right now? I'll yes, let's do that. Because yeah. <laughs> you know Lumberto's going there. <laughs> okay. John Paul I, he's now, going to hell. So you think John Paul I is going to hell? This guy seems pretty crooked, doesn't he? You think so? Isn't he running things at this church? No. Isn't he behind? Isn't he pulling the strings? Oh, no. Is it it's Archbishop, Archbishop Gilday. Gilday? Yeah. But wasn't he pulling the strings on Gild? I don't know. Maybe I missed it. Maybe I just connected things that weren't connected. Okay, I I, th- I think so, because like the new pope, or the guy who will become the new pope, John mm-hmm. Paul I, Cardinal mm-hmm. Lamberto, I believe he is, because Michael describes him as a true priest. And okay. I, and I believe I believe him that he is. Okay. Maybe and he, he actually... Right. And this part of the story is also based on real life stuff that was going on around the time. Um, that there's a there's a conspiracy theory about Pope John Paul I that he may have been poisoned by the Archbishop. Okay. Um, okay. Which happens in this movie. Okay. And shortly after the, this hospital thing, that they have to go to Sicily to uh, be at Anthony's um, opera debut. Yeah, his son is making. A big time. Yes. You know, leading role, operatic debut. Right. That's something. It's huge. And the movie opens with Kay asking Michael to let Anthony just go. Yep. Stop trying to hold on to him. Just let him pursue what he wants. Don't make him go to law school. Because he doesn't want to finish law school. He wants to go sing opera. Right. You know? And so. he's got this chance. I mean, it's, it's a... it's a Yeah. Let, let him do it, you know? And Michael even says, like, well, what if he fails? Uh-huh. You have no nothing to fall back on. All right, Dad, Michael. Yeah, I love when I love when parents say that shit. Yeah, Dad, I love when adults say that shit. I, I loved it. I, you know, Michael Corleone very controlling of, of his family. Yes, which is his downfall, kind of. Uh-huh. And like, I, I'm glad Kay was able to just wring it out of him. You know, yes. finally, after 20 years, she's finally allowed him to. <laughs> she finally worked her way through. Uh-huh. Yeah. Kay is about mm-hmm. 25 years ahead of like the, the prevailing thinking of today, which is the, how we've discovered that college and all that bullshit is the biggest lie ever perpetrated on American <laughs> youth. Yeah. That you don't, you actually can get by and succeed in life without having mountains of debt until you die. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whatever. But yeah, here we are. We're in Sicily <laughs> now. And, uh, you know, Michael goes to see Cardinal Umberto mm-hmm. based on the advice of Don Tomasino, who was his protector in the original film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, when he went to Sicily. Yes. Yeah. And he's talking to Lumberto. He's there to entreat about, like, can can you help us, um, like, figure out the, this this whole Immobile Yari thing? Because it's being held up by by the other members of the board. Yeah. Um, like the, the old European uh, businessman, that guy Kainzik, the Swiss banker, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and other people who just don't want Michael Corleone in there because they don't think he's a legitimate businessman. Right, yeah, this is a huge international corporation. Yes. There's interests all over the world. Exactly. And that part of the financial side is being run by that guy, Don Lucchese. Mm-hmm. Um, so he needs someone from the Vatican to go in and like put pressure on these guys and and also who would be friendly to him. Mm-hmm. And that's Cardinal Umberto was recommended by Don Tomasino. Mm-hmm. And... When he's there to talk about the deal, he has another diabetic episode, mm-hmm. and he's he's like his blood sugar is going down, and he like after he recovers, he the cardinal says, "Do you want to make a confession?" Mm-hmm. And we get the scene where he does confess, and he like talks about what he did to Kay, mm-hmm. and he talks about killing Fredo, 
Yep. Yep. He even says, you know, I killed my own brother. Yep. I yep. killed my mother's son. My mother's son. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really good scene. Very powerful. Very powerful. Um, and I don't think he... I don't think he wants to confess at first. Right. Uh, but the Cardinal wait just waits, and he starts talking. Yes. I think that's a great... Something Francis Ford Coppola did that was really good. It was a good idea. Just let the Cardinal wait there, you know, and have this silent moment. Yes. And Michael finally just starts talking about it. Right. Even after he said he's not going to. It's great. <sighs> it's probably, I mean, one of the best scenes in the whole saga, really, is this. Um, because even just the, there, there's the dialogue, the, there's the waiting, the, there's the mm-hmm. kind of like letting it breathe moment that you mentioned. And also, I love the use of sound where you hear the bell after each confession. Oh, I didn't um, even catch that. Yeah. Cool. Really, really well done. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of ends with after Michael has like kind of unburdened himself, he's now bawling uncontrollably. Mm-hmm. And the Cardinal doesn't let him off the hook. Right. Um, he tells him, your sins are terrible and it's right that you suffer. Mm-hmm. I know that you will not change. And then he like gives him the, you know, in yeah. thing mm-hmm. and he blesses him. But... He's telling this man who like got sick in front of him is obviously very vulnerable Mm -hmm. that you are as evil as you think you are. Now I'm going to absolve you of these sins because you confessed, but you really need to change. Right. You know? And I think Michael, before he confesses, I think he even says, you know, the Cardinal asked him if he wants to confess and he says, well, what's the point if I don't repent? Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Which is true. That's a true thing. You have to repent for your sins. Yeah. That's the whole point. Yeah. But he's not going to. Right. So what's the point? Why do I have to talk to you about this if I'm not even going to do anything about it? Yeah. <laughs> and, and and what is what what is proper repenting? Is it going to the police and turning himself in? I mean... I mean, I don't... I mean, you got to repent with God. Yes. You know, you, yes. Not the cops, but well, I mean... And that's the thing. Is that is, a first step? Like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it, the, exactly. Yeah. That, that's the question. Is that the first step? Because I mean, I'm, I'm really, 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 really sorry for killing my brother. <laughs> can I have absolution? Well, yes, you can. But first, you got to pay the price. Yeah. And on earth, the price is you're going to sit and you're going to sit in a jail cell for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which, of course, Michael would never do. Nah. Uh, yeah. Good scene. <laughs> it's quite a Pretty good scene. Pretty good. Yes. <laughs> uh, and while this is happening, um, Altabello goes and sees his ace in the hole. Yeah. Como uh, in America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I was like, wait, what? Oh, yeah, you're right. Because that's, that's the line from the movie. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ace in the hole. Um, so, yeah, the guy does his donkey voice. And then the other guy says he's going to do the hit. What's with this guy doing the donkey thing? I, I don't I don't know what I don't that care is. for that. I, I It's a grown man who <laughs> enjoys doing this. Well it's it, I guess we have to know <laughs> it's key in that like it's part of the whole what happens at the end. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's you know but I don't like it either. If a man did this in my presence, I'd ask him to leave <laughs> politely. You know, but <laughs> Yeah. Um uh. Yeah, Mosca is the name of the assassin. It makes you uncomfortable when he does that donkey thing, which is the it's the emotion you want to feel during these scenes. Uh So I guess it does its job, but it's just so out of there and strange (laughs) for this dude. (laughs) But yeah, that's what happens. So now we know uh, these guys are going to try to kill Michael. Yeah, 
and it all culminates at the opera. And and while this is going on too, like like Michael had after he came back from the priest, I, I actually think this is one of the best sequences in the movie, like technically, where, where you're seeing Michael tell Vincent the plan, and then you're seeing the plan carried out. Yeah, this is used a lot in movies where right. someone's telling a plan, and then you see the plan happen. Yes. To to consolidate time, I guess, run right. time for right. the film. It's a stylistic choice. Uh, Soderbergh does it. Yeah. So um, it, it works here in this movie. I always enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and especially, too, because I, I think Andy Garcia is very good here where yeah. he's he's listening. He's shaving Michael. Like, he's, yeah. he's help, helping him mm-hmm. with getting shaved. And he's like, Michael's telling him, you know, I want you to go to Donald Tobello. Pretend that you're now on his side. Yep. And... Uh, like he has to he has to listen to the plan and try to figure out if Michael is setting him up in some ways. I love that about the scene. Yeah. Because it's, it's all over his face. It's very yeah, I don't know the word deceptive almost yeah. uh-huh. in a way. Uh because maybe it's almost he's sizing up Andy Garcia too, like with it. Michael like, is too, yes. Yeah. He's like, All right, go do this. Also, uh, you better not fuck with me. You know? Yep. <laughs> like, I know. Yeah, you go betray me. Maybe you will betray me. Who knows? And he um, says, yeah, and when, and when he tells tell him you're going to run away with my daughter, mm-hmm. he like looks up at, at, at Vincent, and Vincent looks down and just kind of stops. He goes, you know, I would never do that, Uncle Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's like... <laughs> it's pretty ooh, good. Yeah, it's tension-filled. Mm-hmm. And watching, <sighs> you know, like uh, Andy Garcia on that veranda with Eli Wallach walking around, and he's, you know, telling him, you know, why he wants to do this, and and like he follows Michael's instructions to the letter. Yeah, definitely. He really shows his loyalty. Yep. And and then he also like does the thing where where Don Lucchese shows up and then, you know, um he's he's now in there mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And when he comes back, um he tells Michael, you know, what what they're plotting. Um he he knows that like uh not only is he going to be assassinated likely, but the the new pope is in danger because Cardinal Umberto has yep. been elected by the College of Cardinals to be now Pope John Paul the 1st. Mm-hmm. And um now we go to the opera. And, and there's a good a good line when they're all on that veranda there. And um, Vinny says, like, finance has never been my thing. Finance and politics or whatever. Uh-huh. And then what's his name? The other guy is like... Lucchese. Yeah. Lucchese says, uh, well, finance... Or he goes, you know guns, right? Finance is a gun. Politics is knowing when to pull the trigger. The guy, really good. I the like guy it. is so good. Yeah. I, I mean, because he... <laughs> So the guy he's based on, I don't know his name. Um, he was a figure in Italian politics and finance who looks exactly like this dude, has the exact same glasses. Mm-hmm. And um, he's infamous for being just the worst person. I mean, like... The, oh, the, cool. I mean, and <laughs> I, I love that they include him in this story. Mm-hmm. And that guy, man, yeah, politics, you know, finance, he's a gun. You yeah. know, oh, he's great. He's great. It's good. <laughs> Well, he tells uh, Vinny, you know, you got to give up my daughter. He's going to make him the godfather now, yeah. right? They do it before the opera. Yep. Connie tells Vinny, you know, he's the only one left with, you know, his father's strength. Yes. Um, no one else has it. You're the last one. Right. Because Michael doesn't even have it anymore. Right. And uh, so Michael makes Vinny the godfather now. Yep. Um, I thought he became godfather pretty quick. If you ask me, <laughs> yes, it kind of moved up the ranks. He moved very up pretty quickly. fast. A couple weeks was it? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, I mean, I, I, I think yeah. of it kind of as 
I, I filled out the story in my head. Yeah, yeah. That maybe um, Vincent was already a made guy. He could know? have been. He was on a crew, or he had his own crew, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he's he's probably going to bring in all his own people. And Michael knows what Connie says about the strength is key. Yeah. Like, like, this guy will do the job. He wants to do the job, and he will protect all of us. Mm-hmm. And he just showed how smart he is with being able to outmaneuver Don Lucchese and uh, Don Altobello. Right. He's um, done... Uh, He's been able to do the hits. Yep. He's been able to organize them. Yep. And successfully pull them off with his own hand. He's been able to navigate difficult and treacherous conversations and meetings with people and play the game of chess in the right way. <laughs> so he's proved himself. This guy has all the tools. All he has to do is not go out with Sofia Coppola. I mean, <laughs> all it's a do. pretty glaring flaw. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> so, and that's what Michael tells him, you know. Yep. You give up my daughter. That is the price you pay for the life you choose. Wow. Yeah. Another great line. Yeah. You know, because he's going to hell. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. that is. Yep. <laughs> when, when you agree to call yourself Don Vincenzo Corleone, mm-hmm. that's it, man. You yep. know. Uh, and then they all kiss his fingers yes. and all that. Yep. Kahlo comes in. Um, you know, uh, Al Neri walks in and yep. they all Godfather. pay tribute. They, they give him the kiss. Yes. Mm-hmm. And speaking of kissing hands, I think that Andy Garcia kissing Talia Shire's hand very intensely after she tells him, you know, you're the only one with my father's strength. Mm-hmm. He takes her hand and brings it very hard up to mm. his mouth. Yeah. And kisses it. Very operatic. <laughs> yes. You know? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Um, speaking of the opera, uh-huh. they go there now, and uh, this is where the the climax happens. Everybody, they go to see Anthony sing and perform his opening night debut, and uh, Michael's there. They know a hit might be going down there, so uh, Vincent has got all his guys to guard it and everything. There's the twins, yes, uh, which Talia Shire is very fond of. Apparently, oh yeah, when she walks in, man, she's... <laughs> they're all shooting pulls. She's like, are they as good as they look? <laughs> Send them my way after they're done here, Vincent. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Connie's great in this movie. I know. I, I, she's awesome. <laughs> so different from her other yeah. two movies. So um, Michael's at the opera. Um, the guy who's the ace in the hole shows up. Mosca. Mosca and the donkey man show yeah. up. They're going to do the hit. And Mosca sneaks in because he's dressed as like a, a priest or something. Yep. And there's a group of like a dozen priests with tickets and like he sneaks in with them. Yep. <laughs> I love it. Because <laughs> the guy at the door is counting the tickets and he's like, wait a minute. that, that You don't have enough tickets. Uh-huh. And then the guy's like, what What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, so he gets in. He's going to, you know, take a rifle shot at Michael and he keeps getting interrupted by the twins, actually. Yes. <laughs> so he has to take out the twins. Can't do the hit. Um, he kills the first guy. We don't see him kill him, do we? No. So when the second guy comes into the balcony where he's hiding, he's propped himself up against the wall, holding the twin he has killed, and he's pretending like the twin killed him. Yep. And the other twin goes, good, you got him. <laughs> and then he like jumps up awake and stabs him. <laughs> nice trick. <laughs> Pretty crazy. <laughs> really action movie-esque. And the twins' inclusion in the movie, it kind of is another theme throughout the whole saga is that like we're introduced in the first one to Luca Brasi, mm-hmm. and then in the second one to that guy. I think his name is Amerigo. He's the the guy in the black suit who is supposed to be Michael's bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have these twins. It's these like Coppola 
characterize it as these like invincible assassins who are very easily dispatched. Okay, yep. Um, <laughs> it's just a thing he likes to do, you know. Okay. Um, I appreciate it. They got they got dispatched pretty yes, well. Yes. It just reminded me of like a Hannibal Lecter type move, you know. It's putting a someone's face on your own face and saying surprise gotcha it's a it's something you could never do in real life yeah it never that, would happen that works great in a movie <laughs> i would love to see this happen someday <laughs> someone pull this off yes. let me know how it works someone do a mosca successfully <laughs> and and let me know how it went uh so because he's been distracted by the twins he hasn't had time to take his shot and now michael's leaving right uh, so he can't get to him. He has to go out and talk to to um, to Vincent, mm-hmm. uh, and and Vincent throughout the whole uh, opera is like is sort of surveying the opera house, and he's yeah. he's got like walkie talkies with all his guys. They're they're constantly like you know like mm-hmm. looking around, and 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 while this is going on too, he's then carrying out the rest of the family business. Yeah, and he's also uh, broken things off with Sofia Coppola. That's Mary heart- heartbreaking. Mary has now been dumped. Yeah, you know. Before the opera starting, and they still have to spend the rest of the evening together. <laughs> you know, yeah, that sucks. When uh, when you watch Francis Ford Coppola's commentary on Godfather Three, mm-hmm. he almost breaks down crying when um, the shot where Sofia Coppola is standing up against the wall mm-hmm. crying after she sees you know like yeah. Vincent. Mm-hmm. He's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, because he, he. I know it's his little. Girl. He's like, it's my girl, exactly. And in that commentary, he also says like. At the beginning, he's like, yeah, and, and our family, all the cousins hit on each other. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Really? You remember that in the commentary? Yes. He he's says, like, actually, the Coppolas come from that. Like, I mean, his grandma was, like, cousins with his grandfather or something. I mean, I, I, I'm, a, I'm technically, I have, there's incest in my line. I, I mean, mean it, there's, it's all over the it place. It happens. Yeah. But it's funny, like, how much he's, like, fine with it, I guess. He's, he talks about, like, he, he's, he's like, yeah, because he's like, oh, oh, and then you got Vincent. He's so handsome. And all the, because all, all the little girls there are, like, like giving him cards and stuff like that. Yeah. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, Vincent, we love you. And, and mm-hmm. he's kind of, like, soaking in all the attention. And we all had little unacceptable crushes on our cousins. It was no big deal. Yeah. I guess because he, he even says, like, it was, like, innocent and yes. nobody knew any better than when you grow up, you're like, uh, okay. <laughs> Maybe you maybe you realize no, right? But I guess sometimes it's not that way. So. If if something actually blossoms from it, then it, it's no longer playful. This is definitely the perfect incest movie to end the show with, Dave. This is so good. <laughs> yes. We've got Francis Ford Coppola on tape saying he supports incest. Oh my god! Oh, that's really good. Anyway, uh, but yeah, um, the hits trying to be carried out still and. You know, Anthony is up on stage belting his heart out, man. Yeah, I know. It's really good. Yeah. Do you know if he... Is this all, you know, extra, you know, Foley work, well, opera? Or is he really able to belt this stuff out? I don't know. Okay. Um, one thing I, I, I think I know is when he sings the love theme from The Godfather in that cafe, mm-hmm. apparently that's Harry Connick Jr. singing that song. Really? Yeah. Is Will Smith there? <laughs> no, nobody kicked any tires or lit any fires, Damn thank it. God. But, you know, Big Harry Daddy. Was, yes, Harry did not call anyone Big Daddy. He did what he was put on the earth to do, which is sing. Yeah, he's supposed to croon. Yes. All right? <laughs> he doesn't fight aliens. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I cannot believe we brought him up on the show again. That's awesome. I never would have believed that That's Harry hilarious. Connick Jr. had any connection whatsoever to The Godfather <laughs> until this morning on Wikipedia, I found that, that is out. freaking awesome. 
I love looking at shit like that online. It's I know. so good. <laughs> anyway, so let's wrap up that uh, opera scene. The they they uh, the opera ends. Everyone's leaving. Mm-hmm. They know the twins are dead. So Vincent's trying to rush everybody out, kind of quietly. Let's go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not safe. Uh, we don't know where they are, and we got to go. So they're on the steps of the opera house, and. This is when the donkey guy's outside with his rifle or something, and he's making a big scene, making donkey sounds, and a couple of the bodyguards come take his gun and, uh-huh. like, detain him. And then, what's his name, Mosca? Yep. He's walking out with a group of priests. Just He's disguising himself with the other priests, and he's chatting to them about, oh, yeah, that was a good, you know, what a great that opera. That was a great opera, you know. <laughs> I'm ready to kill someone. <laughs> so, and then he pulls out the gun and starts firing at Michael. Um... He doesn't hit Michael. Uh, does someone grab him? On, like, um, how does how does this stop? I know Vinny shoots him. Yeah. Uh, I think someone grabs him and Vinny shoots him. Yes. After he's able to fire off a few rounds. Right. Uh, and then we realize Michael's okay, but Mary has been shot in the chest. And what happens is they look at each other. They realize uh, she's shot. Uh, this isn't good. She looks at her father and says daddy is that yep. what she says dad dad yep with a question yep. and then she falls down to her knees and flops sideways and right she's gone right um and then you get everyone screaming and crying like crazy and it goes silent for a while uh-huh. like you can't hear the screams and it fades back in to al pacino screaming his guts out yes mm-hmm. um i don't particularly like that effect of the silence and then the sound yeah i it was weird yeah I thought one or the other. Right. Yeah. Because you, when you're watching out that the camera is trained right on Al Pacino with his mouth open mm-hmm. and he's all in anguish and he's holding his temples and then the sound kicks in and it's like, yeah. uh, uh, which, which, which I guess it's supposed to be jarring and shocking. Yeah. Like the murder of your daughter would be right. But it's, it's an odd choice. Yes. I can see going from screaming to fading out to no sound. Working yes, better. that that would probably that It'd would be, still be better. It would be more traditionally acceptable, yeah, to your to your ears. Yes, you know, of course. it would of make course. more sense to be that way, right? I, I guess I imagine it's just the choice he made to make it weird and shocking, which I mean, and make you uncomfortable. Yeah, the, and and this it, he, it worked for him at the time, and I mean, I, I'm sure it worked for a lot of other people other than yeah. us. Yeah. You know, I don't hate it, right. but yeah, I it just is un. un it doesn't agree with me. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> like, sound good in my ear. It doesn't sit well in my stomach. Right. right <laughs> um, and then that's almost the end. Yeah. It cuts to Michael about 50 years older now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Maybe like 20 years older. Yeah, he's, he's a very old man now. Yes. He's sitting alone in a chair outside, you know, the Sicilian mansion. Right. Uh, by himself, which is what alone means. So I'm repeating myself. <laughs> And he just drops dead that's, and falls on the ground. And then a puppy smells him. And uh-huh. that's the end of the Godfather. Yeah. I like how he is alone in the chair. No one's around him. His family's gone. He's there with a puppy just running around. Right. And this long shot of him just falling out of a chair. Um, and that's the end. There's not much f- flair to it. And it kind of quickly jumps to this without much... You know, reconciling the death of his daughter. Mm-hmm. 
but he has died alone yes at this place which is suitable for how this man should die agreed um, um he's yes everything you just said i mean that that is what he deserves mm-hmm. yeah um it's kind of abrupt the ending there right uh just happening within a few seconds of the daughter dying it just does this it jumps so far ahead and unexpectedly yes it's an odd way to the end of this movie is very odd it's not traditionally you know in film language how you end the a movie Uh, you're right you're right which you know what most great movies don't follow that structure they do things differently you're right they know the rules and then they they play on your expectations And, and as long as you know them, you can break them. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you don't know them, you'll break them in a bad way. Exactly. It'll, it'll come out like <laughs> shit. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it'll be Tommy Wiseau. Uh-huh. Uh, so what do you think of the ending? I think that, um, that my, my issue with the ending is I know that the, that the old age makeup they have on Al Pacino was, I think it might have been awarded, you know, either either at the Academy or, um, hmm. you know, in other places. I don't really care for it. Okay. I think it. I don't think it looks good. Okay. Um. You don't see much of it though. You, well, you you see him cleaning his glasses, and mm-hmm. it it just looks a little bit stagey. And okay. It, and it looks. I think that they focus too much on it. Okay. Um. And I didn't like the uh, falling out of the chair. You didn't like the falling out of the chair. No. Okay. Um. You, just his arm falling down would have been enough. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I thought I thought that that was a little too much. Okay. The the chair didn't bother me. I okay. Thought it was, it was fine with me, so... Yeah, and, and and it mirrors his dad's death. I mean, like, you know, Vito fell down in the garden. Yeah, So I understand true. that they're doing that. Mm-hmm. But, um, and, and it's not like it, it really, really bothered me. It's just, it's just I'm, I'm picking at very small things here. Okay. You know. And you talked about awards. Yeah. For makeup or something. But, uh-huh. like, the movie was nominated for seven Oscars. Yeah. Like, including picture and director. Right. Like, And I think Andy Garcia, Andy Garcia was, nominated. was nominated. Yes. Like, bad movies... They can get awards nominated for them. Yeah. But I think this one rightfully so fits with the nominations it got. I can't think of other movies at the time that I would choose to replace this with. I can't either. In 1990, I wasn't like, oh, well, that's bullshit, Academy. <laughs> yes, you know? exactly. I know. <laughs> I was too young then for that, but whatever. And, and the Razzies also gave Sofia Coppola some awards. Which, yes. You know, that kind of sucks. Exactly. Go for Fuck yourselves, every. I mean, I mean, who? Let's uh, spread hatred. Yes. Yeah, good job, Razzies. <laughs> God damn. I've man. grown to hate the Razzies more and more. I know. Like, I kind of think it's funny. Yeah. You know, they made a lot of right choices. They've made a lot of good choices, and it's just, it's just hateful stuff mostly, and it's stupid. It's what we've actually tried to not do on this show. Yeah, we don't want, just want to bash stuff, right? Um, and just for the sake of it. Just for the sake of being a dick. Right. You know? Um, so, yeah, that's the end of the movie. Right. And so is there anything else you want to talk about with the movie? We we mentioned just briefly the whole thing of, like, Vincent taking care of the family business. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's, like, running, like, a security, almost like secret service for Michael at the opera house, um, he sent all the other guys in the family out on these errands mm-hmm. to uh, to take care of the people who have wronged the family. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah, that's right. It's it's sort of like the the baptism of blood from the first one, right? Yeah. And the guys who get it are Keinzig, the Swiss banker, mm-hmm. um, Archbishop Gilday. Yep. He is hung outside the Vatican, 
with his yep. entrails opened. He's shot um, in the Vatican and then hung. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's very convenient. Yeah, very pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and my favorite death is one of the most ridiculous deaths I've ever seen in a movie, which is Don Lucchese. Kahlo mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. the one who does it. And I love that they used him because he was one of Michael's bodyguards from the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the one who didn't betray him. Yes. Um, and he gets his vengeance for Don Tomasino being killed. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Him, like going on a suicide mission to avenge Don Tomasino yeah. is a great way for Kahlo's character to end. Yeah. Um, he stabs him in the neck with his own reading glasses. <laughs> So he, I mean, like, can you even do this? I, I don't know. It's kind of ridiculous. That, that, that's that's the ridiculous part <laughs> yeah. for me is like, I we're both wearing eyeglasses right now. Yeah. If you came down that hard into someone's jugular with a pair of glasses, is it gonna stab this? Is it gonna break the skin? It might. It might. Uh, it could. I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't. Right. I don't know. It's pretty ridiculous. It is. This guy. What a gamble this guy takes. <laughs> I know. All right. Exactly. I have no weapons on me. He's, They're yep. going to let me in here. I have to figure out one way uh-huh. to make this happen because I'm not going to get another chance because yep. I'm dead once I make a move. And if I go for that pencil, um, yeah, they're going to stop me. Yep. yep. Um, so I have to get close <laughs> enough and I'm going to, you know, okay, so I'm going to tell him something profound, but I have to whisper it in your ear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lucchese very stupidly says, yeah, okay, come sure. whisper in my ear. Well, his guard says, oh, well, he's clean. We checked him. Yep, we frisked him. It's all right. All right, okay, sure. <sighs> like this guy came saying he has a message from Michael Corleone. I mean, you, you don't God. let this guy whisper exactly. in your ear. <laughs> you shoot him at the door. <laughs> if he right, says yeah. he's got a message from Michael Corleone. Yeah, you shoot him at the door. That's a good... <laughs> Ding dong, comply. Exactly. Oh, Michael, oh, yeah, you're dead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you deserve to get stabbed with your own reading glasses for doing this. Wow. <laughs> and, and I love, too, that when they're doing, like, the, the montage of all the deaths, uh-huh. they, they, they show, like, uh, Lucchese... <laughs> In his chair, like like sprawled out with, right, with, yeah, with the glasses in the neck. It's like hanging out. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, thank you. I really needed that. Honestly, I did. I'm not even being sarcastic here. I wanted to see the aftermath uh-huh. of this. It's pretty good. Yeah, so good. They're still stuck there. I mean, he really jabbed him in there. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. It was like, and getting those things out, that's going to be like Excalibur, I bet. Because he, <laughs> like, Kylo really jammed those things hard into that dude's neck. <laughs> and it kills him on the spot. That's hard. I know. Because I bet there was a blood spatter. And I mean, yeah. I'd imagine you could, he'd be standing up or yes. running around the room or flailing oh, on the floor of or course. something. Like of he, course. This was an insta kill. <laughs> there you go. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't believe we missed that. That's good. Right. I mean, the movie's very complicated. Yes. Like all the Godfather movies are. Fairly complicated. Right. And to really grasp it, you need to watch it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the first viewing, you're able to understand it enough to, to get it. I know. And, and enjoy it. So, right. Uh, that's something they really have going for them. Absolutely. I feel um, the same way. And you get stuff on rewatches, which yes. is, I've always said on this show, great movies allow you to discover new things or new meaning or new jokes even, just anything. Right. Upon more rewatches. Just like a great book will. Yeah. Yep. You know? Um, and at the party, too, like, especially speaking of rewatch stuff, I don't know if it's rewatch or if, if it's um, something you'd notice on the first. Maybe eagle-eyed people will, but Enzo is at that party. 
Is he? Yeah. Like the big cake that they have, mm-hmm. you know, to after the archbishop gives yeah. Mary the check, mm-hmm. Enzo is standing there cutting the cake. Dude, that's awesome. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Enzo the baker from yep. the first movie he helped guard his father. That's right. That's so good. Uh, so they're still giving him work? That's great. I mean, you know. What a loyal guy. I know. I mean. Oh, we need a cake for the party. Oh, let's call up Enzo. Well, you got to get Enzo, man. Yeah. He... He may have saved your dad's life. If he wasn't there, he would was there, instrumental. Would there have been enough people to scare these guys off? Yes. I mean, who knows? And it led to Michael's empire. Yes. You know, he owes Enzo a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I'm sure Michael knows that. Yes, too. of course. Yeah. That's why he's there. That's why he's getting these cakes. Right. And he's probably <laughs> dropping a million dollars on them there. Probably you go, so. Enzo. Give me a million dollar cake. <laughs> and Johnny Fontaine is at the party too. Um, you know, oh yeah, he's singing. He's singing to uh-huh, Connie, yeah. and she's like just as like enraptured as she was at her own wedding. Oh my god, you know she's batting her eyes exactly. and, and holding her chest. Oh, oh, her yeah. heart is beating, I man. Mean, it's great. <laughs> Talia Shar actually has her hand on her chest, and she is just like swooning <laughs> for Johnny Fontaine. It's pretty. good. I love it. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, um, yeah. A- anything else? One other thing. Okay, one more thing. I hate that Tom Hagen is not in this movie. That's its that, biggest flaw. That is behind-the-scenes bullshit. It is. Yeah. Um, they couldn't work out financials, and uh, that's unacceptable. They, I, I heard he wanted as much money as Pacino. Yes. And they didn't want to give him that. And then on Inside the Actor Studio, he said he would have taken half of what Pacino got, but they were only offering him like 25%. Oh, come on. You know, um, which is... I mean, you know, honestly, any, any executives at Paramount Pictures... You don't want the original cast. Back? How, how, how do you wrong? how do you fuck this up? How do you not want Robert Duvall? Unbelievable in this movie. Unbelievable. You're not gonna pay him whatever a hundred thousand dollars more uh, or whatever the hell. Come on, man. It, it just that it, shows how much faith they had in the, this movie. And Come it's, on, it's the Godfather. It's I mean, like it's the biggest thing you ever did at your studio, mm-hmm. and you've got everybody back. And you have a chance to continue the story, and you know it's going to do well at the box office. You're going to release it on Christmas Day. Get Robert Duvall in here. I'm come on. I, I have nothing personal <laughs> against George. What's the guy's name? Uh, who the the studio guy? No, uh, no, the, 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 the guy playing George uh, Lucas. No, it's, it's the, the guy playing Michael's new lawyer. Oh, George I Hamilton. I, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, God damn, he is not Robert Duvall. And and he's no. a nothing character. Yeah, too. he doesn't do anything in the movie. He's just really. sitting around the whole time. Yeah, I mean, like all the Vatican intrigues could have been really interesting if Tom Hagen was there, right? Because his son goes to the Vatican yes. and all this stuff. Tom Hagen's one of the best parts in those movies. I know. Come on, he's a key part of the family and the overall plot. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah, that sucked. But now I'm done. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah, that really sucks. I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to mention that mm. too. Yes. That, Stupid. Come on, people. <laughs> so, uh, would you recommend this movie, Dave? Yes, I would. I would recommend The Godfather Part 3 and mm-hmm. What the Hell, Five Stars. Five Stars. Yeah. There you go. I'm going to give it four stars. Okay. I like the movie a lot. Um, I like it better than I remember liking it yeah. last time I saw it. Um, I've seen this the least out of all the movies. Uh-huh. Uh, and I never hated this movie once. I've liked it every single time I've seen awesome, it. Awesome, man. That's great. So... Yeah, definitely. It's a great movie, so everyone should watch it. And, you know, that wraps things up. Yeah. So we uh, usually go on a spiel about Facebook and all this stuff. and uh, But now, you know, we, we teased at it at the beginning of the show. And last week, this is the end of Dudes on Movies. 150 nice rounded episodes here. Yep. Uh, we... 
closed it out with Godfather 3, which gave us a lot of good stuff to talk about. <laughs> and uh, I felt it was appropriate to end with Godfather 3 because we did the other two movies, mm-hmm. finished the trilogy, like Dave said. Right. And I know The Godfather's great. I yeah. love it. Yeah, I it mean, is. what better movie universe to talk about? Yes. And Dave, you love The Godfather more than anything. Right? I, I, it's more, Exactly. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things. Yep. So now, um, you know, we're sad to go, but it's it's time to end it. And you've got if you haven't listened to all our episodes, you can go back and do it. We're gonna keep the show around so you can download it and uh, keep listening to us if you want. Right. Um, we're really proud of what we've done. I don't I don't know about you, Dave, but yeah, totally. I, I think this was really an achievement. Yeah. We every week for th- almost three years have put out a, an episode. We haven't missed a week. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> that's that's re- pretty nuts. Yeah. I know. We've had to do a couple you know, double headers and record ahead of time and things like that. But every single week, man, that's something we haven't run any clip shows. Oh yeah. We haven't done a best of, no, we haven't recorded like two minutes of new footage. No. And then like said, Hey, remember that time? (laughs) (laughs) And it goes back to Godfather. We never did like the fresh prince or (laughs) anything like that. Remember when we talked about karate kid 2010? Uh, (laughs) Oh God damn it. I I hate when long running series do that crap. I know. Come on. Full house. Exactly. Friends. Uh, Everyone's. (laughs) Everyone does it. Everyone does it. Did it. It's such bullshit. Anyway. But yeah, this was, um, yeah. Yeah. Dave, did you have any kind of, favorite moments or anything you want to share um uh, memories yeah a, a movies you loved that we did or discovered yeah um well it's it's weird it's it, not having the whole catalog in front of me it's it's yeah i i i, the, the, I i've liked talking about all the movies we talked about um th- there's mm-hmm. plenty of movies i would have liked to have done that we didn't do that's true yeah you know yeah um my dinner with andre of course w- would have been I, I always resisted putting it on the schedule because it was like, how would we talk about that movie without just like us performing the movie? That's true. Cause that movie just is talking. Yes. <laughs> um, we would have had to talk about nothing but the technical aspects. It would of it. be one of our more profound episodes. Cause we would sure. have to discuss what they discuss and try to elaborate on it. I guess maybe th- that would have been the that, way to do it. That would be quite a strange episode. Right. But you know what? I would love it. Right. Um, yeah, I regret not doing some movies too. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I always wanted to do space balls, which we were about to do, but we were ending. Yeah. Um, I always wanted to do swingers, which oh, we never got to, oh, right. which would be a fun little episode to do. Right. Yeah. So anyway, that's all right. We I don't have to do every movie. And we didn't get through the entire star Wars saga. You know, yeah, that's okay. Fine, you you know? know, we never did Jedi. We never did Jedi, which is surprising. We didn't um, do Revenge of the Sith nope. or Episode One, no, or Episode Eight or the spinoffs or any other thing. Or, we, <laughs> we never did a Marvel movie, did we? Nope. Okay, we never did. Oh, oh well. Oh, amazing. We've I, talked about them. On I know what you've been watching, but that's it. Oh, uh, oh well. Yeah, I I I remember like I really loved with the Sunshine Boys. That was a huge surprise for me. Like yeah. it was just dynamite funny, right? And we did some movies that I'd never seen before that you've, like Lone Star. Yes. That movie was amazing. Yeah, that's right. So those movies are great. I'm glad we discovered these things. And like we watched a lot of trash too. <laughs> like Rock and Roll Nightmare. I remember watching that movie. It was the first day my now wife and I started like going out steady, I guess. And... <laughs> We woke up and like it's like we gotta watch this movie called Rock and Roll Nightmare, aka The Gates of Hell or whatever, <laughs> Edge of Hell or something. Edge of Hell. And uh, so we're watching this 
terrible, awful movie full of bad special effects, bad acting, gratuitous nudity and sex scenes, <laughs> terrible special effects, blood, die. This is the worst movie you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> And my wife still wants to be with me after this. And man, what a woman for <laughs> for staying with me after enduring that trash. Yes. Uh, that's a good episode, too. I think that's episode 52 or something. Is or it 51? 52? Oh, my God. I think we watched it right before our one-year anniversary. Yes. Something like um, that. Because it was, it was, I believe, August. And that's when you had your the oh, party. Had a big party. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I remember that. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Um, and my wife too, of course, um, she <laughs> has put up with this the whole time, uh, just like yours has. And they love it. Yes. They love, they're supportive. They're very supportive yeah. of the show. The The only time that, that, that she thinks I'm an idiot is when I'm spending my time, you know, d- like watching movies that aren't worth watching. And those are the episodes that we had a lot of fun on. Yeah. Those are good. Um, and I remember too, I have one, one specific memory of, of her involvement was when I was watching attack of the clones. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the, the opening, you know, John Williams go, nah, 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 nah. Uh-huh. and she's like, hey, she like, you know, like, like calls ooh, the living Star room. Wars. Why, why are you watching Star Wars without me? I said, it's Attack of the Clones, honey. You know, she's like, oh, you know, she, <laughs> never oh, mind. Exactly. Yeah, yes. That's awesome. She closed my door and, and, and I didn't see her again for two and a half hours. <laughs> oh, what a shameful two and a half hours that was, Dave. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, man, a lot of good times, yeah. a lot of good memories. And, I'm sure our listeners had a good time listening too. Um, I know there's been a, a handful of people that have been with us from the beginning and like showing up recently or in the middle. Yeah. I mean, they, we wanted to thank a few people. We're really appreciative of what you guys have done for us. Uh, and Taylor, uh, you know who you are and you, you gave us lots of support early on recommendations, Facebook, whatever. So, uh, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie, lots of support early on. Um, you're a, true film mm-hmm. aficionado mm-hmm. Uh, and we really appreciated your support yeah definitely thank you um and tracy uh showed our love on facebook early on man and, and really boosted our confidence you were one of the first people who kind of came out of the woodwork yeah and just you know patted us on the back we really appreciated it someone we didn't know like reached out to us on facebook and was like you know you guys are awesome that that really made it yeah worth it thank you us. so much yeah um liam um when we got that email from you and we found out we had listeners in the UK. Um, that was amazing. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That was food for us, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It kept us going. Right. Uh, Brian and Amber, uh, thanks for always listening to us while you're doing your laundry. <laughs> I, I remember them telling me that and I was like, That's awesome. They yep. would, they would wait till Thursday night, go do the laundry and turn on dudes on movies. <laughs> that, so cool. That's exactly what we always wanted for, <laughs> for our show is, is for it to be like an event viewing or yeah, listening right, so yeah. like when people get together and the idea that it's a married couple doing this together man that's great uh-huh it's so know? cool uh max in sweden um long live malcolm mcdowell <laughs> yes! you know and honestly man every time i was telling scott what i pictured max it was always the picture of max von Sydow from <laughs> seventh seal like just look up that still of him that's to me max in sweden yeah and he's that epic exactly he's that awesome and <laughs> thank you max for all your support yeah and uh donna for all the great emails you've sent in over the years Jeez. and uh, all the recommendations you know yeah. uh to wong fu man what a great <laughs> one and, and some other ones man i mean deep cover yeah uh, and and just telling us what what like like your thoughts on movies. I mean, that's what we want, you mm-hmm. know, is, is is out of listeners. Donna, you're awesome. Yeah, definitely. Um, Mosmia Metal from uh, 
I'm from on, Instagram. Yeah. Um, AKA, I know who you are, Nathan. Um, <laughs> thank you for always commenting on all of our stuff and for, for all of your, for listening all the time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Gabriel on Facebook. Um, Man, thanks for all the awesome comments yes. and all your Star Wars puns and everything, <laughs> you know. May the force be with you, brother. Yes, dude. Uh, Dave, um, you listened to us and you interacted with us on Facebook and all the, you know, the, the, the great um, times you've reached out to me on Facebook Messenger and to tell us about, you know, what you, you know, what you thought of the show. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate it. Yeah, Thank definitely. you so much. And uh, Dane, uh, man, you, you like every single post we make <laughs> on Facebook and, uh, Thanks for that so much. Yes. And just everything you've done over the years for us. Uh, praise the sun. Yes, Dane. Uh, <laughs> that's right, dude. Praise the sun. And, and honestly, like, we consider you, we've never, I've never met you, Dane. Yeah, um, you haven't. Um, but I, we're friends, mm-hmm. you know, because you've always supported us even before we started doing the podcast on other things we tried. Yeah. Um, so that, that's just been awesome. Yep. And uh, anyone we don't name here, if you've listened to an episode, if you've liked us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or anything, thank you so much. Yes. Like, we know you guys were listening to us, and it really means a lot. Um, so thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Yes. It it's really has been awesome doing these shows for you and hearing your feedback and stuff. So thank you. It's why we did it. I mean, like it's, it's why we kept it up for almost three years is just knowing that you were out there. Yeah. And I mean, uh, hopefully you guys, you know, go back and listen to some old ones. If you're feeling like it, uh, mm-hmm. they're, they, we think they're not as good as our later <laughs> stuff because everyone's their own worst critic. Right. And I went back and listened to them. They weren't as bad as I expected, but you know, it was a different format. Even we did, used to do like a topic and oh, all yeah. this stuff. And yeah. then we were doing every week. We were doing questions of the weeks. And what have you been watching from the audience was a section for a while, That's right. which was pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different stuff. Go back and listen. I'll probably do a listen through all of them, you know, years from now. Like, Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Me too. Um, and Dave, Dave is starting a new show. Uh, yeah. Uh, why don't you tell people about that? Okay. Um, so yeah, if, if you guys are out there, if you're, if you're interested in history, and geography and just all things life mm-hmm. um then check out my new podcast which is coming out probably I'm, I'm hoping in october yeah um it's called frame of reference mm-hmm. um and it won't be like this it'll be a very different show very scripted yes yeah um but i i think that if you um just are interested in anything mm-hmm. y- you might like what i'm what i'm putting down on this one and i think everyone should listen to it because i've known dave for decades now or something like it's been a long time right. and i've always thought he's one of the smartest dudes i've ever met and he is very articulate he has good ideas and he's gonna put out a show about obscure history probably or whatever he wants to talk about i don't know <laughs> it's gonna be something good so and if you want to hear dave listen to that it's gonna be awesome thanks man yeah no problem and uh i guess this is it right yeah this is it So thanks again, everybody. And so for the 150th time, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And thanks for listening.